Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 171. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Kings chapter 22, Acts chapter 13, verses 16 through 41, Psalm chapter 138, and Proverbs chapter 17, verses 17 and 18. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Kings chapter 22 For three years Syria and Israel continued without war. But in the third year Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us, and we keep quiet and do not take it out of the hand of the king of Syria? And he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to battle at Ramoth-Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Inquire first for the word of the Lord. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said to them, Shall I go to battle against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? And they said, Go up, for the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here another prophet of the Lord of whom we may inquire? And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, Micaiah the son of Imlah, but I hate him, for he never prophesies good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel summoned an officer and said, Bring quickly Micaiah the son of Imlah. Now the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones, arrayed in their robes, at the threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying before them. And Zedekiah the son of Canaanah made for himself horns of iron and said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall push the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied so and said, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and triumph. The Lord will give it into the hand of the king. And the messenger who went to summon Micaiah said to him, Behold, the words of the prophets with one accord are favorable to the king. Let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, that I will speak. And when he had come to the king, the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall we refrain? And he answered him, Go up and triumph. The Lord will give it into the hand of the king. But the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you speak to me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his home in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? And Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing beside him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one said one thing, and another said another. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, By what means? And he said, I will go out, and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, 
You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. Then Zedekiah, the son of Canaanah, came near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, How did the Spirit of the Lord go from me to speak to you? And Micaiah said, Behold, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide yourself. And the king of Israel said, Seize Micaiah and take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him meager rations of bread and water until I come in peace. And Micaiah said, If you return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, Hear, all you peoples. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the thirty-two captains of his chariots, Fight with neither small nor great, but only with the king of Israel. And when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they said, It is surely the king of Israel. So they turned to fight against him. And Jehoshaphat cried out. And when the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But a certain man drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the scale armor and the breastplate. Therefore he said to the driver of his chariot, Turn around and carry me out of the battle, for I am wounded. And the battle continued that day, and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians until at evening he died. And the blood of the wound flowed into the bottom of the chariot. And about sunset a cry went through the army, Every man to his city, and every man to his country. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. And they washed the chariot by the pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood, and the prostitutes washed themselves in it, according to the word of the Lord that he had spoken. Now the rest of the acts of Ahab and all that he did, and the ivory house that he built and all the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Ahab slept with his fathers, and Ahaziah his son reigned in his place. Jehoshaphat the son of Asa began to reign over Judah in the fourth year of Ahab king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was thirty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. He walked in all the way of Asa his father. He did not turn aside from it, doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. Yet the high places were not taken away, and the people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places. Jehoshaphat also made peace with the king of Israel. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, and his might that he showed, and how he warred, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And from the land he exterminated the remnant of the male cult prostitutes who remained in the days of his father Asa. There was no king in Edom, a deputy was king. Jehoshaphat made ships of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they did not go, for the ships were wrecked at Ezion-Geber. Then Ahaziah the son of Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, Let my servants go with your servants in the ships. But Jehoshaphat was not willing. And Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father, and Jehoram his son reigned in his place. 
Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel in Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned two years over Israel. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. He served Baal and worshipped him, and provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger in every way that his father had done. Acts chapter 13, verses 16 through 41. So Paul stood up, and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt, and with uplifted arm he led them out of it. And for about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David the son of Jesse a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not recognize Him nor understand the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning Him. And though they found in Him no guilt worthy of death, they asked Pilate to have Him executed. And when they had carried out all that was written of Him, they took Him down from the tree and laid Him in a tomb. But God raised Him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to the fathers, this he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus, as also it is written in the second psalm, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. And as for the fact that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore he says also in another psalm, You will not let your holy one see corruption. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised up did not see corruption. Let it be known to you therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest what is said in the prophets should come about. Look, you scoffers, be astounded and perish. For I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one tells it to you. Psalm chapter 138 I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, 
for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Proverbs chapter 17, verses 17 and 18. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. One who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. Our devotional today is going to come from the book of Psalms, but before we get there, we have to talk about this story in 1 Kings chapter 22. This is, to me, perhaps one of the most chilling statements in the Old Testament. And I'm talking about the prophet Micaiah, what he told this man Zedekiah. You have Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat does not want to go into battle with King Ahab without consulting a prophet of the Lord. And Ahab hated Micaiah. And the reason he did was because he said that Micaiah only prophesied evil about him. So he summons for Micaiah. And as the guy is bringing him out there, he's even trying to talk him into agreeing with all these false prophets. And I love how Micaiah answers, as the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, that I will speak. So he comes before the king. And when he finally says what the Lord showed him, which is also, wow. I mean, that entire story of seeing the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing beside him on the right and on his left, and how the Lord said, who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And then a spirit came forward and said, I'll entice him. And the Lord says, by what means? And he says, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Zedekiah gets angry, walks over and strikes Micaiah on the cheek and said, how did the spirit of the Lord go from me to speak to you? And here we go. This is to me the most chilling statement in the entire Old Testament. Verse 25. And Micaiah said, behold, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide yourself. I feel like I know the tone that he said it in, but sadly, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened with Micaiah. I want to know what happened to Zedekiah. I cannot wait to get to heaven so I can get there with Micaiah and say, listen, tell me the whole story. By the way, I don't know you. My name is Randy. Micaiah, I don't know if you have a last name. Pleasure to meet you. What was that like? Okay, I'm going to grab a hold of myself because I'm about to continue on with some crazy talk. Let's look in Psalm chapter 138. I love verse 1 where the psalmist says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. As I read that today, I thought, you know what? I don't want to hold anything back. I want to give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I love verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. When we pray and God answers, it strengthens our soul. Let's look at verse 6. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. So even though the Lord is obviously high, he is exalted. There's no one like him. Yet when we are humble, he has regard for us. 
But if you're arrogant and haughty and prideful, then he is far away. And then lastly, let's look in verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. As I read that today, in my heart, I just felt a note of confidence that even though there are things I might not know about the future, even though there could be some dangerous curves ahead, some mountaintops, some valleys, some unforeseen circumstances, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. I may not be able to, but the Lord can. And so I'm going to place my trust in him. And why will the Lord fulfill his purpose for me? And we find that in the very next sentence, which is very similar, right, to what we read yesterday. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. And then the very last line of this psalm. Do not forsake the work of your hands. We are the work of his hands. He is not going to forsake us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And today, we give you thanks with our whole heart. We don't hold anything back, but we give all of it to you. God, I thank you that when we call unto you, you answer us and you increase the strength of our soul. We choose today to humble ourselves and not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. And as we do that, according to your word, even though you are high, you have regard for us. We place our trust in you today because we believe that you will fulfill your purpose for us because your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. And we know that you will not forsake the work of your hands. Draw us close to you by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal more of your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I sure hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. If you have a question or would like to reach out to me, you can do so by going to my website at randygudo.com. Scroll to the bottom on my homepage, and there's an area where you can send me a direct message. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 172.